Attention SLPs and OTs with existing private practices. Are you ready to level up your private practice and your life and make this your breakthrough year? If so, join us for Make More in 2024, a free training offered on Thursday, March 21st at 8 p.m. Eastern to discover how to shift from clinician to CEO. During the training, we'll talk about the importance of maximizing your income, adding revenue streams, setting up systems, and more so that you can ultimately work smarter and build a successful, sustainable, and sellable business. To sign up, just visit growyourprivatepractice.com backslash training. Don't miss the chance to learn how to effectively navigate the growth phase of the private practice journey. See you on the training. My name is Jenna Castro-Casbon. I am part of a group of private practitioners who have taken client care into our own hands. We are skilled clinicians who pride ourselves on providing high quality care to our clients and their families. We are fighting against productivity requirements, administrative red tape, and unnecessary restrictions. We started our own private practices to take control of our professional and personal lives, of our schedules, of our incomes, of our future. We work hard for our clients, but on our terms. We believe in helping others, but also helping ourselves. We are not interested in competing with each other because we hope we'll all make it. We are successful private practitioners, and these are our stories. Well, I'm just so excited to, you know, hear your story and hear what you're up to, because I think this is a really, really unique angle. Yeah, so um, the the bigger kind of personal story is, first of all, you see me in my yoga clothes, so. Love it. I hope that, I hope why, that why are you in your yoga? So right now, um, I've just put my kids to bed. It's 7.30 mm-hmm. Eastern time in Boston. Yeah. Right. And it's 7.30 Bali time in Bali. That's crazy. <laughs> yeah. So my kids are actually out and about. My kids are seven and 10. So they're figuring out on their own, figuring it out on their own and, um, you know, getting ready for breakfast. The roosters are cockadoodle doing. The dogs are barking. The sun just came up over. We have a pool out in the house that we're renting and all the palm trees and right beyond us there are rice fields and all that so it's yeah it's pretty it's it's a very we drive our scooters we have scooters here because everybody rides scooters um so we ride our scooters down the road and I I literally slow down every time and just like look at the rice fields and the people like you know picking little weeds in the rice fields and the palm trees above it and I you know give a give a little internal thank you (laughs) oh my gosh and how long have you been in Bali so we've been here, I lose track of time. We've been here a few months already, um, plus minus. Uh, the bigger kind of personal story is that we were we are on a trip around the world. Um, so we took a caravan all the way down. We took an RV from California, which is where we started out from, all the way down to Chile. Mm-hmm. Um, and then sold the caravan or the RV and hopped over to Australia and did just the one side of Australia and then came over to Bali, which is a place that I've always wanted to go to. Um, and yeah, and we like, got here. I know 
Exactly. And the, and the funny thing is, is, and I, I have a, we kind of have a personal Facebook page, um, you know, that I post pictures for family and friends and all that. And I wrote, uh, re- you know, right after we got to Bali, I said, how often do you get to the place that's on your, on your desktop screensaver? <laughs> and it's still my screensaver and it's on there. And I was like, should I change it now that I've gotten here? And I said, no, I, I really like the picture. So, um, yeah, so we just, you know, put it on the map and, and got here. So, so yeah. how long is this, this adventure around the world going to last or who knows? There- who knows, I think, is where we've netted. Um, it was originally planned for a year, you know, kind of limited maybe by the kids' school. We were homeschooling them on the road or road schooling. Um, so, uh, but as, I think the hardest part is leaving, mm-hmm. you know, with, with anything, even with work, right? If you want to move into private practice, I think the hardest thing is leaving your secure whatever it is. Um, and going into private practice. My husband is a serial entrepreneur. Um, I think you, um, one of your questions was, you know, how you got into this or, or what your motivation is. And he's a big um, sort of inspiration and, um, and also a source of both criticism and advice. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, uh, so he's in, uh, I mean, he's, he has a big company right now that he's invested, you know, a good amount of money for. So, um, so he's a real, you know, good source of advice. Um, but uh Right. It's scary to make the first move. So both professionally and personally, I think. And as a mom and as a parent. And as a mom, as a parent and as just a human being, you know, it's hard. Changes are hard, you know. Um, Nine times out of 10 after you've made the change and when you're in it, it seems like, okay, I can do this. You know, it's manageable. It's just logistics. Um, so it's the same thing. It's the same thing with private practice. It's the same thing with this trip. Once you leave, it's a lot easier. You know, you figure it out on the way. And, um, you know, once we figured out how to leave, we just kind of left and we figure it out day by day and it's still life and you still need breakfast, lunch, and dinner, you know, and, uh, the kids are still annoying. Yeah. (laughs) The kids are still seven and 10 (laughs) Same level of annoyance, uh, yeah, and and stuff to deal with. Um, so that's it. So it's the same with um, with practice. It's I'm lucky enough that right now so much is going in the direction of teletherapy mm-hmm. uh, that it's not too difficult. I'd say the most difficult part is uh, the time zone issue. Um, so if you're and, if you're exactly twelve hours ahead right? Mm-hmm. Then how mm-hmm. do you, what, how do you work out timing and whatnot? To, where, where are your clients? So my clients are in California and there's a 15 hour difference. So for example, if I were doing fewer, my client right now, I'd be working with you. So not at seven thirty at night. So seven minus three, it's four thirty. So I have afternoon clients in California and that's basically, and there actually are a lot of places that, you know, want therapists for the afternoon. Um, so I kind of, I'm filling that gap. And right now uh, I do have some private practice, like my own just personal clients. And then I have referral sources. Uh, So I have referral sources that'll give me adults, that'll give me, um, uh, that'll give me kids, that'll give me uh, virtual school, 
kids that can do therapy after school and things like that. So what I was also saying is that I'm lucky enough that right now in our field, um, teletherapy is just like all over the place. Mm -hmm. So it's really, I mean, we're in need anyway. Um, and I think teletherapists are, are also, there's a big need for them. They're, you know, all these companies are finding little, you know, schools and rural Mm -hmm. areas and things Mm -hmm. like that. So it's, um, so it's not too difficult to find referral sources. Absolutely. Well, and that's really cool that you, it sounds like you're treating a lot of different kinds of clients then, right? If you're seeing kids and adults, what, what types of uh, either diagnoses or disorders or, you know, types are you working with? Mm-hmm. So everything from the little kids, you know, language delayed, you know, we haven't given any further diagnosis mm-hmm. kind of other than language delay or speech delay uh, to, you know, middle school kids who are stuttering uh, to adults with aphasia mm-hmm. um, and, and things like that. I'd say the only thing I'm not treating is dysphagia, uh, although one of my referral sources sort of threaten that, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, for lack of a better way to say it. Um, I'm, I don't know that I would feel a thousand percent comfortable doing yeah. that, uh, yeah. like a bedside eval, um, yeah. without actually being at somebody's bedside and being able to, yeah. to you know, feel their swallow. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So other than that, um, really, really anything open to anything. Um, yeah. And that was also my practice face to face before when we were living in California, Um, I haven't reached a point in my personal need to kind of say, this is the niche that I only want to treat. I really enjoy kind of bouncing around, uh, between ages and diagnoses. It keeps me, you know, I feel like it keeps me on my toes. It keeps me learning new things. Uh, it keeps me not getting burned out by, one thing or another, you know, there's pluses and minuses to adults, pluses and minuses to kids. Um, so I, I enjoy the variety. That's one of the good things about our field. Absolutely. I think that's fantastic that you're able to, um, not only treat people across the lifespan, but like across the globe in (laughs) in lots of different ways and take, you know, advantage of current um, technology. This is no longer like emerging technology, right? This is stuff that everyone has in their homes that they're able to access. Um, they just need more therapists to treat, right. right? Right. So you've been able to find a really cool niche being that you are a therapist who's available, you know, in the hours that a lot of these clients, you know, need therapy time outside right. of school hours or after school hours, you're making right. it convenient to them because you're going to them at their homes or their schools or whatever. And it's obviously convenient to you across the world (laughs) right? in Bali. And it must be working for your family too, right? For your kids and your family life and everything else. Yeah. Yeah, it totally does because we're actually in the process of putting the kids in a local school you know, so they can get some socialization time. And, you know, my husband has time to do his work and I have time to do mine. And it's just in the end, it fills up my morning. You know, I wake up early anyway. I wake up at five in the morning just because that's when I like it. I like that quiet time. Uh, So my sessions sometimes start at my time, six o'clock in the morning, which Mm -hmm. is fine. You know, the kids are still in bed. 
nobody needs anything, nobody's chirping in my ear kind of thing. So I, you know, can do a few sessions uh, in the morning. And um, like you said, it fills their time, it fills the, the need on the client side. Um, and by the time like, you know, it's evening in California, it's maybe, you know, not even lunchtime here. So I have my day, I can go to yoga, I can, you know, do whatever I want to do, go and like enjoy life. Um, and the good thing is, is that it's not as expensive to live here mm -hmm. as it is in the States. Um, I'm a New Yorker, former New Yorker. And, um, you know, life there is expensive. Life in California was no less expensive. Um, so, you know, life is easier here. So there's not that like, oh, my God, I have to fill my, my day with clients. You know, you get to have your practice. You get to have your, you know, have your cake and eat it too, if Absolutely. you will. <laughs> so, so how many clients are you seeing a day? Um, that's a little bit varying right now, mm -hmm. but it's probably four to five. Perfect. Yeah. That sounds yeah. like a really good amount. And some of them are for essentially other companies and some of them for, are for yourself. Yes. Yes, exactly. So. Exactly. Yeah. And, yeah. And I can, yeah. Oh, sorry. I was, where do you see that going? Do you want, is, do you see kind of balancing that? Do you want to move more into your own? I would like to move, I would like to move more into my own. And right now I'm doing, I'd say the hardest part of my, um, my private practice is marketing and kind of yeah. figuring out how to do that. So I'm more so laying the groundwork for that without being stressed out that I can't see the fruit of it right this second. So I'm just laying a lot of groundwork, setting things up, trying to brainstorm ideas, you know, going online and seeing what other therapists are doing or suggesting or kind of conversations that they're having um, and laying the groundwork. And as I can, you know, pick it up and put plug in more of my own clients into there, I'll kind of uh, decrease the amount of my referral sources. So that sounds yeah. fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'll say like anything, um, a lot of marketing is conveying benefits, mm -hmm. right? So you have to be able to, um, communicate what are the benefits of working with someone via telepractice. And I think for a lot of families, one of the biggest benefits is that you come to them. There's no mm -hmm. place to drive. There's nowhere that you have to, you know, sit in traffic or mom has to go run quick, but it's not long enough to really go to the grocery store and, Johnny has soccer and, you know, all of these, these things. So, um, and I think that people are certainly understanding technology more and mm -hmm. how you can be a part, um, and still be successful in a treatment session. I certainly mm -hmm. think there, um, are limitations to some of our work, right? Maybe like really young kids or, you know, people right. um, who need, um, you know, physical contact like swallowing or maybe some voice things. Right. But for the right. most part, I think people are understanding um, how you how you don't need to be together, right, in order for this whole thing to work. Right, right. And I actually think that there's a benefit in the sense of, you know, a lot of times when you're working with families, the parent needs to help facilitate the whole interaction. Uh, like I just did an evaluation the other day and 
mom was there. And you're immediately that, that whole generalization thing that you're putting, you know, or I'll teach the, the family how to do this, but that's down the road. Yeah. Kind or of in thing. the last 10 seconds of your, like the last five minutes oh, and it's yes. crazy and rushed. Right. Exactly. Like, oh, let me tell you what worked in the session and, and now you can do it at home until we see you next week kind of thing is not really, that's exactly the opposite now. You're simultaneously doing everything if the parent is, is aiding you um, or is being the learning coach, as you kind of call them sometimes, um, uh, which is great. So you have generalization happening a lot faster. I think the parents see the benefit a lot faster. They you're modeling it to them right in front of their face. Um, yeah. And that, that benefit of not having to, you know, drive Johnny around to 50 different places and they have other kids and they have a life and they have to make dinner or whatever it is. Um, yeah. So it's, it's a lot more convenient and that aspect I think is appealing to a lot more parents. I think they just need to uh, hear about it more. You know, when it comes from the school avenue and your school is doing teletherapy and that's what your kid's getting at school, that's one thing. But I think with private practice and, you know, let me pay a private practice rate and all that. And then the only other barrier potentially, because I was never a, um, I never build insurance. I didn't want to go in that direction. I always gave clients super bills, um, is, is now having, um, insurance companies adopt that whole idea. And from what I understand, at least in California, they're supposed to, I, I forgot what the term was, um, where if they pay for speech therapy, they're supposed to pay for teletherapy also. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But I've heard of some companies being a little bit more, um, giving a little bit more pushback. So hopefully- I think we'll... that's only a matter of time too. Right. Right. right, right. Because it's, you know, they, if, if someone, I mean, insurance companies work on the basis of like, is this person making progress, right? Can't right. We, I'll pay for it if, if progress is being made and that whole thing can be justified. So as long as that's able to happen during a telehealth session, then mm-hmm. I think at some point, you know, sooner rather than later, they're all going to convert to say that this therapy is, you know, it has um, efficacy behind it and right. um, is working. So I, I think that right. that's also coming. Right. Yeah. Quickly. Yeah. So, so where do you see yourself um, practice wise? I mean, in the next like six to 12 months, I know that we may not know where in the world you are, although hopefully <laughs> we'll check in and we'll, we'll follow you on your, your path here. But where, where do you see yourself from a private practice standpoint you know, six months or a year out from now? Uh, Hopefully treating a bigger bulk of my own private practice uh, clients and having enough of a sort of stream of that coming in. I'd love to do, um, I do love diagnostics Mm -hmm. and I'm sort of trying to reach out to different referral sources for that. Um, uh, I've reached out to, I think it's the diagnostic center in, uh, in California, um, maybe trying to get some IEEs, uh, things like that. So building just more of my caseload, um, uh, private, yeah, instead of getting those referral sources and having that flexibility. I think this is as far on the other side of the planet as I can technically get right 12 hours ahead. So I feel like in either direction, if I move, 
you know, I'll be able to still treat people in the States. Um, so to have that flexibility, uh, that's definitely a goal. And also to try to find, I'm trying, I'm, I'm establishing connections with some people in Singapore um, and to try to find more wherever local is uh, to try to find more, um, you know, groups to work with that are sort of local. Um, yeah. So those are my goals. That sounds fantastic. So, so work with them, meaning to become, to get referrals from them. Get referrals, whatever. Yeah. Network, whatever it is. I'm, I'm working with uh, a mom who runs a sort of special needs group in Singapore right now. And we were talking about maybe having some online classes where I'm training. Cause again, the, the sort of uh, equivalent of early intervention there doesn't really serve the population as well as uh, they, as she would like. So she's thinking maybe have some, you know, online classes where I'm training the parents in various strategies and things like that. So we're, we're working on those sorts of things. That's fantastic. I would assume that there are ways to connect with those people. There must be Facebook groups for like expat type of groups or something like that. Exactly. Exactly. Facebook groups. And then I just start conversations with people and see where it leads me. You know, if you're in that sort of general area, either as a parent or as a therapist or whatever it is, like, let's just talk and see where it goes and brainstorm. Cause yeah, cause everybody's looking for flexibility. Life is getting so busy and, and uh, so many more things to do. So I, like you said, this fills a need, a very specific need. And I think makes the craziness a little bit less instead of more for, for people who uh, need this kind of service. Definitely. Yeah. I think um, as much as you can also just tell your story like online and to other therapists, right. You know, because how cool would it be to be working with a clinician who was across the world? Right. Like I think there's some sort of like cool novelty to that whole thing. Right. Yeah. So if you're going to see someone in California, like let's, let's say the, the client is in California and they had an option to see, you know, another therapist in California or someone mm-hmm. in Bali. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know, I'd choose the one in Bali because that's just a little bit cooler. The California person, I could potentially just go to their office or see them in right. real life or whatever. There's some right. really interesting novelty about working with someone who feels present, but is anything but. Right, right. And if I, and at the end of the, our meeting, I will show you my, uh, at least the backyard area. (laughs) I'll turn the camera around. Um, yeah, there's something really cool actually, cause I was on the, the patient side. I had a, a therapist I was working with for a short period of time, probably about a year and a half ago. And she was also on the other side of the world. And I remember like logging onto whatever platform she was using, um, you know, at the time and seeing like all the greenery and the light behind her. And I was like, Oh my God, where are you? And she would tell me, and I would be so jealous. How great, you know, how great that you can do that and that you could be, you're seeing me at my time. It's four thirty in the afternoon, my time. So, uh, you know, it's, it's convenient for everybody, but it was, yeah, it's definitely very cool. That's awesome. Yeah. So yeah. Um, if do you have any like um, tips or lessons or things that you've learned um, so far that you think would be worth sharing with people who are maybe a step behind you? 
either, mm -hmm. you know, they're just kind of in the research phase or just trying to figure out what they want to do or think mm -hmm. about yourself maybe six months or a year ago, what advice would you give to that kind of a person? The biggest thing I say is whatever barriers you think you have, they're in your head. Um, whether it's going from working at a brick and mortar sort of place to teletherapy or going from working for somebody else to private practice or going from the States to wherever your dream location is. Um, you know, there's a need everywhere. Uh, you'll find your clients. There's all you need is a good internet connection, you know, and that exists everywhere. Um, just you know, put it on paper and, and go do it, go, you know, plant the seed, start planting the seed somewhere, get on a Facebook group, you know, and, and talk to people. This is what I'd like to do. Does anybody have any advice? Um, and just go do it. You know, it, it's all, it's all up here. I think that's, that's incredibly valuable, right? Because a lot of times yeah. people get completely stuck in like analysis paralysis. Yes. Right? And especially speech pathologists, like we tend to be very rule bound and like type A right. and we need to know what all of the options are, or all of the And the steps. Yeah. All yeah. of the steps. And yeah. so, you know, a lot of what I do is just to try to convince people to try things and, and, and do something knowing that like, yeah, you might like make a mistake. Not like a big mistake. Don't make any big mistakes, but you know, you might you know, um, mess up something that's small or, you know, I think that when it comes to private practice, the biggest mistake you can do is not trying, right? right? Not just trying to go for this, even in a little way. And if you try it and you think, yeah, this isn't really for me, that's totally fine. But what if it is right. for you? You could end up right. in Bali. Totally. Right. <laughs> totally. Totally. Yeah. And, uh, like my, the way my husband does it with his business, everything he does in his whole business is AB testing, right? Okay. So he'll try this way and he'll try that way and see what works. He's a real numbers guy. So, um, so, you know, wherever the numbers tell him is the right way to go, he'll go, but yeah, you can, you don't have to quit your job. Right. And then go full on private practice. You can pick up a client here, a client there. See if you like it see if it's manageable. Also, you don't have to figure out everything all at once. Like with everything in life, I think once you get into it, you figure it out on the go. So you don't have to, you know, I, I'm not one of those people that's like, okay, I need to have the website and the business cards and the marketing material and everything like perfectly squared away. Yeah, no, it doesn't, I, I'm not like that. Just go and do it and do it along the way. And, and you have a thousand projects and you won't fill up your time also. So you'll have time to design the cards and the website and the whatever. Um, and actually my biggest referral source still privately is not even my own website. It's when you Google, you know, speech therapist in the location that I used to be, it was uh, Yelp page. Mm -hmm. So I invested a lot of effort in having my face-to-face -face clients give me reviews on Yelp. I have a great Yelp page and they have great search engine optimization. So now things are directed from there. Yeah. So, and that, yeah. that's also a really good tip is to get clients to write reviews for you. Right. Because right. I mean, I don't know um, how you are, but if I'm going to go to like a restaurant, I obviously am going to go to their Yelp page like first. 
right? right. Or if I'm deciding between a couple of restaurants or even like um, books or like nearly any product that I buy for my kids or whatever, you know, I'm looking right. at it on Amazon reviews. Right now we're in a very review heavy culture. And I right. think a lot of times people get nervous about asking someone, you know, to write something on Yelp. And especially some people get nervous because of HIPAA and whatnot. You know, if they write you a review on Yelp, it's up to them to disclose as much or as little as they want, right? So that's not on you if they write about little Johnny's diagnosis or whatever. Right. But, you know, you can really, um, in a nice friendly way, say, hey, you know, if you've, it's been such a pleasure to work with you, you know, if you, I have a, a Yelp page that I'm really trying to develop, you know, if you feel like um, you would be able to write me a, a review, that would be fantastic. And anyone who's been happy with the services is going to love to do that for you, right? That's a little right. way, it feels maybe like a big deal for you, but mm -hmm. for them, it's like the smallest thing they can do to give back to right. everything you gave to them and their child. Right. And the way I, the way I position it is you're helping me help other families right. make a decision and take a step. So I take the whole, you know, say good things about me kind of, mm -hmm. you know, thing that uh, I personally don't like to have people do. And I say, you're helping me help other families. Um, and I position Great. it that way. Yeah. And, um, a gross majority of the clients that I've asked have put on a blurb, even, you know, from long-term clients to ones that I had a short relationship with, we're happy to, to put on a review. And, um, yeah, we're in a very review centric, um, uh, you know, time right now. Mm -hmm. And, and people like to, there's so many choices. For everything, yeah. you know, from books to restaurants to therapists, to, you don't know where to go, you know, as a consumer of whatever product it is you're trying to consume or service. Um, so to help it, you know, to, to see five stars or whatever it is, helps you sort of narrow it down a little bit. So absolutely. Nice. Yeah. I love that. That's great. Um, yeah. Is there anything that we didn't touch on that you feel like you want to be able to tell people or share? Um, no, I'll just give you, I'll give you my view. I would love to see your view. I'll take you to, it's just the backyard because the plants are so high. Everything grows here. I can only imagine. So, so ridiculous. And I feel like we're, I'm on, on an episode of House Hunters International. You are. Oh my <laughs> you, gosh, you can, look at that pool. This house. Yeah, because oh it's gosh. so, yeah, it gets, it's hot. I mean, there's a rainy season and everything um and it gets warm here or it's warm all year so yeah. uh absolutely in, the fabulous. in the middle of the day you definitely want to jump into the pool so <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm from louisiana originally so i totally get like subtropical <laughs> yeah oh yeah you guys get hot down there yeah absolutely. um so it's a it's a really great house we have an open kitchen we've had frogs in the kitchen we have like salamanders walking around and you know yeah what a, so what a gift right i mean you're really able to have this wonderful experience for your family you mm -hmm. and your husband are both able to stay employed during right. time so you're able to go deal. out and just do this really unique family adventure that you don't even have a timeline on and that you're just like really able just living. to 
to do cool stuff. I think it's fantastic. Oh, it's breaking up a tiny bit. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, a tiny bit. I was just walking closer to the internet. Um, yeah, it's, uh, we feel very blessed. We feel very lucky. Um, and yeah, there's just time for life, you know? Yeah. Life is well, it's all this other stuff going on too. Yeah. yeah. And that's really what, what private practice should be about, right? This should be something right. that you can do um, to make your life simpler, um, richer, and just, it, you're supposed to be able to, to make it work for you, right? And I think that right. some people are really able to do that. And some people are still like in kind of a rat race hamster wheel. It's just now their own hamster wheel. Um, right. But you've been able to really take this whole thing totally globally, take massive control of your mm -hmm. life. Mm -hmm. And I am completely I'm just blown away Oh, I thank you. you've been able to do for yourself and for your family. Thank you. Thank you. And live according to your values. And there are values that have to do with how you want to treat your, your clients, right? And your patients. And, you know, I don't have to do that whole, you know, huge caseload in a school thing or, you know, the nursing facilities and all that kind of productivity mm -hmm. stuff. I can treat my clients, you know, in, in the way that I think is according to my values and ethics and same thing for your life, you know, life for us, my husband and I personally, it's very um, living experientially, right? And we want to pass that off to our kids. So if we can kind of combine the practicalities of life and, you know, you got to put money in the bank, mm -hmm. um, but also still go out and experience all there is to experience. The world is so small these days. Why not? Um, so yeah, it's living according to your values, whatever that might be. Well, I am so grateful for, for your time and for your showing, for telling your story and for giving us even a tour that made me feel like I was watching <laughs> House Hunters International, which is obviously a show that I like. Yeah, um, it's a great show. <laughs> so anyway, thank you so much. I really, um, My pleasure. Th this is a really unique story. I'm, I'm really trying to highlight lots of different kinds of private practices and people mm -hmm. at different levels and different um, types of clients, different uh, service delivery models, mm -hmm. everything. So this is a really, really unique story that I am thrilled that we're going to be able to share. Fabulous. I'm very happy to share and I'm here for any of your clients or anybody if they have any questions or need a sort of kick in the pants uh, to get moving. I'm here for them. Beautiful. Well, thank you so, so much. My um, pleasure. Keep living the good life. Thank and, you. Um, I would thank love to check you. in with you every now and then. We'll do like, you know, where sure. in the world is Michelle? <laughs> I know, right? Right. Like a where's Waldo. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I, I'll still be on this side of my computer. The, the view behind might be different. <laughs> awesome. All right. Yeah. Cool. Lovely talking to you. Have a great Same. day. Same here. Thank you. I've got about three more hours and then I'm going to bed and you're just getting started. Enjoy, enjoy. enjoy. It's tomorrow for me too. So tomorrow. yeah. It's tomorrow. Excellent. We'll enjoy yeah. tomorrow. <laughs> Thank you. Enjoy yesterday. <laughs> All right, Jenna, have a good one. All right. Bye. Okay. Bye. Thank you for listening to this episode of Private Practice Success Stories. I hope that you were impressed, inspired, and are ready to take action. Speaking of which, do you need help starting your private practice or 
taking it to the next level? Then join the Private Practice Solution. Inside of our exclusive members area, you'll discover fabulous time-saving resources that will help you be the successful private practitioner you've always wanted to be. There's also a vibrant community of smart clinicians working together to help more people while making more money. If you're looking for step-by-step -step resources, member discounts, and a supportive community of like-minded people, consider this your invitation to join us. So go ahead and sign up now at www.theprivatepracticesolution.com. See you in the members area. Well, this episode might be over, but we don't have to say goodbye. Head on over to independentclinician.com for resources that will help you at each stage of your private practice journey. If you're on Instagram, let's connect. Follow me and send me a DM. I'm at independent clinician. And if you're on Facebook, make sure that you join the SLP and OT Private Practice Beginners Facebook group. All right, off to help more regular SLPs and OTs become successful private practitioners. Let me know if I can help you too.